Welcome to the Mom Enomics Podcast. I am your host, Booth Parker, mom, wife, and certified public accountant. I am passionate about all things home, family, and finance. This week on the podcast, we are talking about something that's pretty fun, a kitchen remodel, and things to consider when planning yours and best ways to pay for it. So as you know, I love to cook, which means I also love kitchens. I can look at kitchen pictures all day long, and whether you prefer a pretty kitchen or a functional kitchen, we all want a kitchen we love because it is the heart of the home. So a kitchen remodel can be a huge undertaking, whether it's just a cosmetic facelift or a full-blown gut job. There is so much to consider from layout to materials to finishes and, of course, the budget. The budget often dictates the scope that your remodel can be. So creating a plan that considers all factors and knowing the costs for your remodel are key. But what are the best ways to pay for the remodel? So first things first, As with most things, paying cash is ideal. Saving up to pay for the project in cash is great, but you want to know the scope of your project, the costs, and how much you will need. Another way to pay for a kitchen remodel is with a home equity loan. So if you have enough equity in your home, these loans can be fairly straightforward to obtain However, you do want the equity in your home to to still be strong after the remodel. So don't let the remodel make you equity poor, so to speak. And then, of course, interest rates make a huge difference in your payments. So this method is more ideal to use when interest rates are low. That interest portion is also most likely to qualify as an itemized deduction for tax purposes, So there's a win with that. But putting a remodel on a credit card and maxing it out is probably not the ideal way to pay for it. I know some will say, oh, well, I can get this 0% card for 12 months and I'll pay it off in the 12 months. But usually those plans don't go as intended and they don't get paid off. And then the interest rate becomes outrageous and then that interest portion via the credit card is not tax deductible. So saving up and paying cash is is ideal. A home equity loan with good equity in the home is also a strong option. So once you choose the payment option you want to go with, you need to nail down how much that is going to be. So always make sure your budget includes a little bit of a buffer because most projects end up costing more than estimated, especially with construction. And remember, just because you have a large budget available doesn't mean spending the whole thing is the best investment. So the scope of your remodel can dictate your return on investment. According to Zillow, the national average ROI on a minor remodel is 81% with an average cost of a little over $21,000. A mid-range remodel has an ROI of about 59%, 
with an average cost of almost $64,000. And then an upscale remodel has an ROI of nearly 54% with an average cost of over $125,000. So while budget often dictates the scope of a remodel, you need to factor in the ROI, that return on investment, as well as some other factors before you make your plan. So first, how long do you expect to be in the house? If you are only going to be in the home a few years, then a minor remodel most likely makes the most sense so that you get the biggest return on your investment while also creating a kitchen you can live with in the meantime. On the flip side, if you have been in your home for say 20 years and you have a large amount of equity in the home, maybe it's even paid off, and you plan to stay in the home long term, it's the forever home, then an upscale remodel to create your dream kitchen could be the way to go in this situation. Second, you want to consider the location and value of your home. So will a remodel put the value of your home in line with neighboring homes or will it price you out of the neighborhood? My professor for the first finance class I ever took made a statement I will never forget. And he said, buy the least expensive house in the most expensive neighborhood you can afford. So if you already own the most expensive house in the neighborhood, then the ROI on your remodel may be even lower than average. However, if you own the least expensive house in the neighborhood, then a remodel could create a bigger return than average. Third, what can you do yourself to save money and create sweat equity? So things like painting the cabinets or walls, changing faucets or hardware, hanging wallpaper, all of these are great weekend projects that can immensely change the aesthetic of your kitchen with very little cost. So if the dated oak cabinets make your kitchen feel drab, a few cans of paint and some on-trend cabinet hardware will immediately change the feel of your kitchen. And sometimes the layout becomes more workable when you create the visual environment you want. Fourth, what are you trying to achieve with your remodel? Are you a gourmet cook that needs more functionality? Or do you eat takeout every night but want your kitchen to be an inviting space to gather? If you are the gourmet cook, you want to invest in hiring appliances and storage for all of your pots, pans, and gadgets. But if you're just wanting an inviting space, you can focus on pretty finishes. Maybe your splurge is countertops instead of appliances. Fifth, consider your materials. This one goes a bit hand in hand with what you are trying to achieve. If you need custom cabinets to create your desired layout, look for other materials you can save money on. Light fixtures, they can be very expensive, but there are also great options for less expensive lookalikes these days. And countertops can vary greatly in price, but they don't always have a huge aesthetic difference to most people. So 
Marble is beautiful, but expensive, and due to its porous nature, isn't always an ideal option. Maybe quartz achieves the look you want at a much less expensive price. And materials should also be considered based on your neighborhood and what potential buyers would expect in your area. Remember, you don't want to outprice your neighborhood. My husband and I, we have done several kitchens together and we are still happily married, which is pretty darn amazing. Um, so I'm going to tell you about some of the things we have done on different ones to either save money, achieve goals, and things like that. So our first one was a 1950s home in Raleigh that we renovated in 2003, right before we got married. Our budget was limited, so we did most of the work ourselves. My husband is very handy, and he's great at woodwork, so that was also a plus. Additionally, we were able to buy high-end appliances that were deeply discounted. So the fridge was a sub-zero from a scratch-and-dent sale, but the dent was on the side and it was easily covered up by adding a piece of cabinetry that wrapped around the side of the fridge. Our range, we were able to get a 60-inch Viking range because it had been a floor display for a couple years and the model had been updated. So we were able to get both of those for about 25% of retail. So they were like getting stock Lowe's type appliances, but we were able to get these higher end ones. That deal on the appliances allowed us to do granite countertops, which were a pretty big deal back in 2003. Our intention with the house was to flip it after a few years, and we did that in 2005, shortly before the housing crisis, and we made a great profit. The next house we purchased was perfect for us starting a family, but the kitchen was not my ideal, and we knew this house was not going to be a long-term home, and since the housing crisis had brought down the value after we purchased it, we didn't want to spend much in the kitchen. So we did some small upgrades like cabinet hardware and light fixtures ourselves. And then we did add some basic granite countertop tops to achieve a better look, but without breaking the bank. Then our next home was one we planned to be our forever home. And we knew it needed work when we bought it. The home was about 100 years old, and the kitchen was separated from the rest of the home and had not been updated since the late 80s, and it was now 2012. This remodel became a much bigger project as we ended up knocking out a wall and turning a guest room that was right off the family room into the kitchen. We did custom cabinets, we did high-end appliances, we did high-end granite, and we created our well, at least my, dream kitchen. It was his dream kitchen because I cooked in it all the time. But we did all this because this was going to be our forever home. This was a long-term investment for us. However, Hurricane Florence had other plans for us several years later. Um, about a year after the hurricane, water had gotten in that we didn't know about, and the home basically became uninhabitable because of the water damage and the mold, and it was all stuck in the walls. Big, big nightmare. 
However, the area where the kitchen was and the kitchen itself was completely fine. So more on what we did with that perfect kitchen in just a minute. Because of the damage from the hurricane, we ended up moving in early 2020. And I was in love with everything about the new house, except the kitchen. It had great high-end appliances, but the aesthetic was not my style. It had creamy yellow cabinets, faux stucco walls, and a yellowy-ish granite to match the cabinets. I could deal with the layout, so we decided to do a cosmetic update, paint the cabinets, change the wallpaper, and update the hardware. All of those fairly inexpensive. We splurged on some new countertops. The kitchen looks great now. Back to what we did with the dream kitchen. We had a little weekend cottage that was a total loss and torn down due to water damage, but this time it was from a first pipe in the ceiling that we didn't know about for weeks. There was just standing water in the whole house. It was awful. After we tore the house down, the lot sat vacant for several years, but we finally decided to rebuild after we had moved in 2020. Things had settled down a little bit. So in 2021, we broke ground and we built a new cottage on a footprint that could reuse the dream kitchen. We simply moved it, although it did sit in storage for a little bit. A few of the upper cabinets had to be redone because some ceiling heights changed, but that was it. So we saved so much money on the cottage rebuild by completely repurposing our dream kitchen that we had bought nearly 10 years prior. And I tell you that so that you can really evaluate what can be reused or repurposed in your own kitchen remodel. Sometimes you may not need all new cabinets just new cabinet doors. There's tons of little things like that where you can save money so that you can splurge on something you really want, like a particular countertop or a particular range. So it all boils down to making a concrete plan that is the key, it's like the roadmap, to making a kitchen remodel come out as close to budget as possible and also fulfilling your design dreams. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast. It has been really fun to put together. While I don't really consider this one to have a lot of financial information, as always, it is educational in nature and not considered financial advice. Have a wonderful day.